0: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean Podcast. I'm your host, Sean B.
1: Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor, coming to you live with another episode. Episode, what is it, like 12? 14. 14. <laughs> so we're deep into season two right yeah, now. Yeah, man. Ready or not. Yeah, ready or not. You
0: can't hide. Is that Did I do that ready or not? Here I come. You can't
1: hide. And hey, yo, nobody more. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so obviously it was the name of a new episode and the name of the new documentary for the 1996 um, draft class. Man. Documentary of it.
0: On NBA TV, two-part documentary. In this episode of our podcast, we're going to just be going over episode one, which we watched last night. And it got a little late, so we had to go to bed. People got school, work, and all that. Falcon as well. We we did watch one episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. um, Mm -hmm. But we'll watch episode two tonight. We're going to break this down into two episodes. So today we're doing part one. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow or Wednesday we'll do part two. Yep. All right. So 1996, this is way before you were born, obviously, right? Right. It's like 10 years. Ten. Yeah, exactly 10 years. That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Legendary draft class. Some people may say the best draft draft class of all time. Yeah. Right? Along with 1984 and 2003. Those are kind of like the big three. Of the draft classes, right? Right. Big stars
1: out here. like, Mm -hmm. who were some
0: of the stars that jumped out at you?
1: From the 1996 thing? Of course, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Well, there's Steve Nash, obviously. Okay, started with Steve Nash. Got you. Allen Iverson. Bubba Chuck. Kobe Bean Bryant, rest in peace. And uh, we got Ben Wallace as well. Right. Antoine Walker. (sighs) um, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Right, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think. Which, if
0: you're not a real basketball head, you may not know. Sharif, Big Light. He was a straight bucket. Yeah. And then Uncle Lenny's boy. Shout out to Uncle Lenny. Stefan, Starberry, Marberry.
1: Yeah, and then Ray Allen, too.
0: Oh, right. Oh, we almost forget Jesus Shuttlesworth, man. Right. That would have been bad. Yeah. That would have been real bad. So, obviously, a lot of big names in this draft class, right? hmm You know who my favorite player out of that draft class is, right? Right. I mean... I I love Kobe. I actually I can't even say that he's my favorite because Kobe's so tough. I but I, I I might have to say it, though, AI Allen Iverson, Bubba <laughs> yeah. Chuck, Georgetown's finest. Right. When I'm a, a a sophomore on varsity out here in Maryland, I'm idolizing, idolizing Allen Iverson and my man, my OG. Shout out to Jerome Williams, played on that team with. Allen Iverson, who was, Jerome Williams was also a first-round pick. Mm. Matter of fact, he was in the 96 draft. What am I talking about? Shout-out to Jerome Williams, DMV's finest, right? So, I, I love Kobe. Col- now, nah, they're going to have to be 1A and 1B. How about you? Who's your favorite player out of that draft? Oh, it's
1: not even a doubt or or a question. Right. Definitely Kobe Bryant. Definitely Kobe, right? Yeah, just, you know, love the way Kobe plays, obviously. Just love, you know, especially with detail. Right. Stuff. Oh and yeah. Yeah. With that. So. Yeah. Plus, really good twenty-year career with the Lakers. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: just an icon. Yeah, like a pure. I yeah, and that. I mean, so I just looked it up. Looked it up. Jerome Williams was number twenty-six. In that draft class, mm. so shout out to Jerome Williams. Man, what? he should have got some some time in that that documentary, man. I feel like I've seen this dude before. Yeah, of course. That's like I said. That's one of my OGs. Grew up right around the corner from each other, man. He's yeah. a fellow Magruder Colonel, just like me.
1: Yeah, hold on, hold on. I, I need to make sure that I'm not tripping. The junkyard
0: dog, man. Her, 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 her,
1: her. Uh, I I might have seen him before. Like,
0: around the way. I'm sure you've seen him around the way. No doubt, man. Yeah, I
1: think I, think I have.
0: Now, Jerome established himself as, like, a, he was called a junkyard dog because he did a lot of the dirty work. Mm. But that just goes to show you how great NBA players are because Jerome six nine, is six nine, mm. and could, like, handle the ball really well. Didn't have a great outside shot, but a nice little touch around the basket mm. and make a lot of plays. Just a highly, highly skilled player. I right. mean, it's crazy. Like, I saw him play at the Kennedy League numerous times. Just destroy people. And I'm like, man, this guy's not even a scorer in the league, you know, but yeah. he's getting like 40, 50 points at the Kennedy League. Yeah. But, but, anyways, Kobe and AI, right. those are the two big headliners. And for me to even say that just goes to show you how much I love Kobe mm-hmm. and how much of an icon he still is. Because, like I said, if you're growing up in the DMV in mm-hmm. the mid 90s, you want to be Allen Iverson. <laughs> like, I had posters on my wall growing up of Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and Allen Iverson. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. and everybody wanted to be like Mike. But to have someone like AI come in, I had a poster from Slam Magazine. and I'm dating myself right now. Slam Magazine, where he's got the big bush out, kind of replicating Julius Irvin, Dr. J, right? Because, you know, right. Dr. J played for Philly, had the big bush. But AI's got the tats He's yeah. got the big chains. He's right. got the big diamond earrings. And I just remember looking at him like, I've never seen anyone like him he in is. the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so that just, again, man, if you're from the DMV, you're around my age, almost 40 or a little over 40, like, you know what I'm talking about. Right. But obviously, like you said, Kobe is just mm. hands down. That That's your guy. Yeah. Understandably so, right?
1: Yeah, and I and for you understandably so, especially, you know, guard, you know, yeah, point guard point. division two point guard. So right. Right. yeah, I totally understand it with Allen Iverson.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I said, they was rocking the patent eleven, patent leather Jordan elevens with mm. the, the the iconic Georgetown jerseys with the little like African print on the sideline. Like <laughs> I went to games and like uh, anyways, but I'm I'm doing a lot of talking about Allen Iverson. Yeah, he yeah. was obviously the 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 big headliner going in because he was a number one pick, consensus, you know, uh, all American, uh, first team. Even the Big East had just like Kerry Kittles, Ray Allen, Allen Iverson. They were just killing, right? Yeah, oh, um, yeah, Kerry, Kittles. Right. Right. Kerry Kittles. Right, we forgot about Kerry Kittles. Right, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so
1: many people,
0: just there. a plethora of talent. Yeah. Kerry Kittles, I still say one of the fastest dudes I've ever seen baseline to baseline. Like, yeah. just could straight fly. And, I mean, he kind of looks like a deer. You said a gazelle. Yeah. But that's really how he ran. Like, that dude was so fast. Yeah. Um, but AI, again, is the the headliner coming in. And I had never heard of this dude, Kobe Bryant. Never. Mm-hmm. There wasn't Twitter and all that stuff back then, right? Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, you hear about this high school guy who is going to jump straight to the pros, which KG did the previous year in 95, right? Mm -hmm. And you hear about this dude, Kobe Bryant, you see the highlights, he's dunking on people, hitting these tough shots. Right. Some of the highlights, he's got a a baldy like Jordan. Like, is this Mm. dude the the real deal? Mm. And he didn't, I mean, he's obviously right there at number 13 Mm -hmm. being picked. And, uh, you know, he was traded for Vlade Divac on draft day and all that. Mm. But I don't think anyone saw that coming except for Jerry West. Yeah. Right? Jerry West is like, he tells a story in the documentary, he says he called Dr. Jerry Buss at the time, who was the, the owner of the Lakers, right. and said, I think we definitely got the best player in the draft. Yeah. And he was right. Yeah, He was right, because as much as I love Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant was, I mean, it's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when you have an abundance of talent like that, from one all the way through thirteen, like how do you how do you prioritize that type of stuff? You know what I'm saying. Like, are you just going off of knees if you're a GM? Are you going off of best player available? I mean, they kind of talked about it in the documentary. But if you're in that position, like, what are you? What what do you think you are gonna do?
1: Well, just really whatever best for my team. Really, just you know, see what player really brings what to the game. What are his weaknesses and right. what are you know the cons or like wait, they're not as good or all their strengths, really. Right. You know, just kind of, like, put it all together or, like, put it all on a piece of paper and just, right. you know, kind of look and see, like, who's the best option for us. So, for best
0: like option, team. so the best the best fit, or are you going by best player? Because those are not always the same thing.
1: I mean, you probably always want to go for the best player. Okay. So, it's like, say so you have the number one pick. Uh-huh. I mean, like... If Allen, if Allen Iverson is supposed to be the best player, right? Then obviously I'm going with him, right? Or if Kobe is supposed to be the best player, even if Ben Wallace is supposed to be the best player, then you know I'm going with, you know, one of them, to, one of them three.
0: Right. So you're saying like even if they have someone at that position already, you're just gonna go with the best player available.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, the best player available. Okay.
0: Because so and Ray Allen kind of touched on this last night because mm-hmm. Ray Allen was trading on draft night. He was drafted by, who was he drafted by? I think he was Minnesota. By the Timberwolves, right? Mm-hmm. And he said he was a little bit like, what's going on? Because the Timberwolves, they had, who was their guard? They had a guard over, oh, they had J.R. Ryder, Isaiah Ryder, oh. who was a dog back in the yeah. day, right? And he's like, man, I don't know about this, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, Stefan Marbury, gets drafted by the Bucks and then they trade them two. We mm-hmm. know that Marbury, Obviously paired up with KG. They were great friends. Mm-hmm. They had a nice run for a couple of years. And Ray Allen goes and gets big buckets in Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. The point I'm trying to get at, though, is if you're supposed to get the best player available, right? Mm-hmm. How did so many people miss on Kobe Bryant?
1: Yeah. I mean, right? Like, I, I
0: mean, mean, I'm sorry. Let me let me just say this one thing. They Obviously, there were a lot of great players in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. But Kobe just surpassed all of them by far, right? Yeah. So, again, I as a question, how do you think so many people missed on Kobe Bryant?
1: Well, I think it's just really the not going to college part and, you know, right, right out of high school. Right. I think that's really just even someone in the documentary said, like, I just, you know, a kid coming out of high school and right to the NBA I just couldn't see it. Like, it just didn't. It wasn't there for me.
0: Oh right, that was Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher said that he said I couldn't see that at all because yeah. he also was in that thing. Derek Fisher was in that draft. That's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's a lot of dudes in that draft. Right, but yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I cut you off.
1: Yeah, so he was just like, yeah, I can't really just that. That wouldn't really make sense for me at right. the time. So you know, I think that's just what people really just like. Yeah, I mean, he's coming right out of high school and stuff, and you know, I think. Their confidence in him, or like the like how much they believed in him to actually you know live up to like what he could really be. Right. Like, I don't really think they would. I don't really think they were confident in that.
0: Right. No. That that's a great point, and they talk about it in the uh, episode one of the documentary. How really that was a changing, like it just ch- that draft changed everything. Yeah. Because you have someone like Alan Iverson coming in mm-hmm. who I mean Alan Iverson had been arrested for some stuff that, you know, kind of like it wasn't really his fault got into a big fight and all this stuff and there was a lot of stuff at play there. But yeah. he's coming out. He's got the tattoos. He's unapologetically himself. You know, he and he's really the the epitome of hip hop culture at that time, mm. right? And was just very brash and just like, we just loved Alan Iverson, right? Mm-hmm. But then also you have, to your point, someone like Kobe Bryant coming straight out of high school, mm-hmm. and he's not a big man, right? right? And people saw in 95 Kevin Garnett could do it because he's a bigger player, right? Mm-hmm. And that was just a perception of, oh, if you're big, you know, you can do it. And 20 years prior, like, Moses Malone had done it, right? Another mm-hmm. big um, so to see this guard coming out as, you know, very thin guard, and people are like, that's that's crazy. I think that kind of speaks to Derek Fisher's point mm. um, as well. And then even Sharif Abdul-Rahim, who was the number two pick, he only mm. played one year in college. right So it's like you're starting to see, you know, back then people didn't draft as much on potential. Yeah. They were drafting more, or up until that point, I should say, they were drafting off of like, you know, what can you do right now? Can you step in and play right now? Mm-hmm. And Allen Iverson obviously was able to do that one rookie of the year, yeah. you know, hit 40 multiple times. Kobe was a little bit more of a, of a struggle. You know, he had some, yeah. some tough times those first couple of years, mm. right? Um, even with Steve Nash. Steve Nash, who ends up going on to be a two-time MVP, those mm. first couple of years, he wasn't playing a ton of minutes. And yeah. I don't think anyone kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Right? So right. do you think that that was a change for the better? Or do you think, like... It was a change for the worse with that draft class kind of ushering in a new wave. Like, what do you think about that?
1: Uh well, I think it was a change for the better because you know a couple of years later, you know, after well, I mean, Kobe obviously started doing his thing mm-hmm. and you know just became the Black Mamba. Right. <laughs> right. Then you get Kevin Garnett who becomes KG. Right. A couple of years later, the big you, ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, you um. Get LeBron, right? Obviously, right? Yeah, and just you know, it starts a really good trend of players who you know just come straight out of high school and are just just dogs, and, right? You know, they're you know, just game like they just changed the game, they're just like historical players, Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, even, right? So, I mean, yeah, I think it was, I think it was a change for the best, like you said,
0: right? Well, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I didn't say that, I just posed a question All right. because. Like, you make some great points by highlighting these these phenomenal players, right? Mm. But some dudes didn't pan out. You know, a lot of these one-and-dones one and didn't pan out, or the guys that went straight from high school to the NBA. And for some mm. reason, I'm drawing a big blank right now, but it's just like I remember there was like a wave after that 96, 95 draft class with KG in 96 the following year mm. where a lot of guys were coming out, skipping college, um, even to the point where they implemented a rule where you had to go to college for one year. Yeah. And it just wasn't good. The guys just weren't ready. You know yeah. what I mean. You know who else we forgot about? Sean. Now we're looking at this this slam cover. Jermaine. O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. Oh my God! Look, Marcus Camby, Antoine Walker.
1: We mentioned him. Did we? Yeah, I think I. I think I think I did. I don't know if
0: you did. I think maybe you did in pre-production.
1: Oh okay. Well, <laughs> I definitely thought I mentioned him. But look,
0: Marcus Camby, Jermaine O'Neal. We're going to say you mentioned Antoine Walker, John Wallace from Syracuse. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. This, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. These 11 dudes right here represent a lot of buckets. Yeah. Like a tremendous amount of buckets and overall accolades. I can't even see who that is sitting down. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, I can't see that. Let's see if we can get a zoom in. Hit yeah, back with the Slam cover. That's so funny. Like that's when I think Slam is still around. I'm pretty sure that's still a publication. I sound old right now. I but, think so. But that used to be like the thing. Like you go to we finish hooping at the course, we go mm-hmm. pick up that Slam magazine. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta go get that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It doesn't say who's on here. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's all good.
0: <laughs> it is all good. Yeah. And so, okay, so you're saying that you felt like it was, it was for the better. If I had to pick one, I would say that it was for the better as well, mm-hmm. because then they're allowing people to capitalize off of their talent.
1: Yeah. And
0: they're not not—they're saying, you know, it's a free market. If you want to jump out there, mm-hmm. then cool, you can go in and go for it. And obviously, they, you know, being drafted, especially like in the lottery where there's guaranteed money, that mm-hmm. changes a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And it was cool how... You know, they show Alan Iverson and he had his young daughter at the time. The whole family was just um, so excited when he got drafted. And it's funny, like, quick sidebar, he goes off. Like, he's supposed to walk up to the stage after he dabs people up at his table and all that. Yeah. He goes towards the back and, like, yeah. dabs up his, two of his homeboys because he's like, Yeah, they, they were supposed to be here instead of my agents right yeah. at the table. Like, so I had to get, show them love. Everyone was like, Where is he going? Yeah. It's like AI being AI. Then a couple picks later when Marberry gets picked, he does a great interview. You know, he's like twenty years, we've been working. Right. We're here now. And you know, he has some older brothers who didn't quite pan out, who had a lot of talent. Yeah. So I know it was a very emotional time for him. But being able to make that money um at a young age and to profit off of your talent and your hard work, yeah, I would say it's probably for the better.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And either even, even if it wasn't even if you don't think it was for the better, there's no doubt that it changed everything. It did. It, it did. That was a watershed did. moment in the watershed draft. Right. And so you get the, this influx of new talent, right? Right. Some younger than others, um, some more prominent than others. Mm-hmm. And these guys end up changing their teams and their franchises for years and even decades to come, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we mentioned that Allen Iverson was the rookie of the year that year, right? Right. I don't remember who was second in the in the voting, right? But who do you think was the most, and I know you're a little bit young, but who do you think was the most ready player at that time?
1: Ready player? I think yeah. probably Iverson.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying outside of Allen Iverson. Oh. Who do you think was the most, like, ready-to-contribute-right-away to, to contribute right away guy?
1: See, did, did Marbury go to
0: college? Yeah, Marbury went to Georgia Tech for one year. Okay. And, then Iverson had some battles, too.
1: Okay, so you got Marbury... I think Allen Ray Allen. Right, he went to college. Yeah, he went to UConn. Yeah, remember they were Big East. Yeah, I heard he got big buckets. I'd say probably Ray Allen because I'm pretty sure they went to they got past um, whatever team Iverson was on. I think it was Georgetown.
0: Oh yeah, they beat him in the Big East championship.
1: Yeah they. Yeah, so I'd say probably someone like Ray Allen and then Kobe too because I mean he just you know. When he announced that he was gonna skip college, you know, he just sound so confident in himself. Right. So it might be another situation where it's like a one A one B. But was he really ready though?
0: Because like I said, you go back, you look at Kobe. He didn't. He wasn't playing right away. Dell Harris had him on the bench.
1: Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So probably probably like someone like um Ray Allen.
0: Yeah. 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 I I think that's a that's a good selection. I would actually go with Marcus Camby. Mm. because his game as a big man translated so well to the next level. Very good defender, could hit the mid-range shot, Mm -hmm. um, very good rebounder. And Marcus Camby, kind of like we were saying with um, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, if you're not really a a student of the game, you may not really know Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby was a very good player, first-team All-American as well. Mm -hmm. Even though Iverson, I don't remember if it was their rookie year or the second year where Iverson dunked all on him on the follow-up, but... Oof. That that was for the little men everywhere. Yeah,
1: right. I, the Nuggets have had good like bigs. They've that's a had good point. The Kembe, Marcus Canby, and now Jokic. Right. So it's like they've had good bigs yeah. the last like thirty years. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Now speaking about Jerry
0: West again, bringing him up, mm-hmm. he was on the documentary talking about how the '96 free agent class was really deep. Oh, yeah. Right? So you had... It, and it's funny when he really breaks it down. You're like, whoa, that, that might be kind of like... That That was kind of sick
1: for real, right? Yeah, I haven't it, seen a free agency like
0: that. Yeah, right? Yeah. So you had... The, the free agency was Gary... Or the free agents, Gary Payton. Yeah. Shaq. Yep. Right? And they weren't even the headliners, right? To Shit. a certain extent.
1: Because... Uh, I, I thought they said Shaq was kind of like the headliner because he was young. It, he was, but... On the technicality,
0: Michael Jordan was also a free agent. He was, <laughs> right? he was, and so when they lined those three up together, I think the Mutombo Matumbo also was a free agent.
1: Yeah. So yeah. it's
0: like when you line those four guys up, you're like, "What in the world is happening right now?" <laughs> yeah. You're talking about, you know, potentially you could get a team with Michael Jordan and Shaq on it. Like, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> like what is crazy? What are we
1: saying right now? Right? I mean, like, that's just that's too. Like I get it, Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan were just a dominant duo. Right. But that just, that's just two dominant players. Right. Like, Michael Jordan would be the most dominant shooting guard, and then Shaq would be maybe the most dominant like player. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can ima- I can only imagine them two playing together. It would have been like a precursor to Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. You know, playing in that triangle. And all- yeah, that would have been th- that. oof. Oh even, like, Jordan and Payton together. Yeah. It, like, what if Gary Payton would have gone to the Bulls? Can you imagine? What kind of defense would that be between Gary Payton, Michael Jordan, and Scottie Pippen?
1: Nothing you can do. Just, I mean, just, just go home. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, no no matter who you are, you can be the Jazz. Right. You can be um, the Pacers, even with Reggie Miller. Right. And stuff. It's like... Jordan and Peyton, they're just going to, and even Pippen, are just going to be, you're going to have to go through all of them. It's like, bro, at some point, like after like two games, you're going to be worn down yeah. completely. It's like when Jimmy Butler went against the Lakers last year. Right, He's right. Like worn down completely after, oh, that fifth game. Yeah. Nothing.
0: His body was like, nah, I'm done. Ain't no amount of electrolytes
1: going to be powered through yeah. this, right? Yeah, and Jimmy Butler, he'll power through anything. He, yeah. He just straight up couldn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And his body kind of just shut down, and so it just seemed like, again from episode one, there was a lot of flux in a lot of change, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just an exciting time. Like I remember thinking, yeah. like, who are all these new young dudes? I remember watching Steve Nash at Santa Clara. I never even heard of Santa Clara before. Utterly destroy University of Maryland in the uh, March Madness, and me being like, this guy is ridiculous. Like yeah. he's passing with both hands, he's stopping on a dime, he's knocking down jump shots, and yeah. I'm like, can he do it at the next level like this though? Obviously. Yeah, when you got <laughs> someone
1: like a like a playmaker like that, just give them about a year. Yeah. And you'll see their game start to evolve. You know, like an elite level point god. Right. Like that. Right. Like right. A, like a Chris Paul, Steve Nash type. Like, right. Just give them a year. Yeah. And I promise you, the, you know, their game will start to expand. Right. And, you know, they'll be one of the players that every team wants to have. Right. You know, just a point God. Yeah. Yeah, someone who really just is the offense, for real.
0: That, that's a great point. Really just an engine to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Steve Nash really revolutionized the game. Yeah. He really, really did. Him and Mike D'Antoni with that eight seconds or less, getting the ball up so quick, like you know dribble 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 creating like i mean it is almost hard for me to explain just but just watching them like he really did change the game um allen iverson changed the game kobe bryant changed the game to a certain extent like yeah you you got some real game changers in
1: this draft yeah, ray allen you know with all the threes and stuff yeah that's a good point ray allen that's
0: a yeah. that's a great point
1: yeah was he really like a oh a- just a knockdown three point shooter in college?
0: I mean, he was, but the game back then, they're just the volume of three point shooting was not there. Yeah. That was almost never your first option. Mm-hmm. And so that was the thing with Ray Allen. And someone said this on the on the uh episode last night about people thinking that Ray Allen was just a three point shooter. But Ray yeah. Allen could put the ball on the ground and make tough shots. Yeah. Ray Allen was a complete player. Right, he could go left, he can go right, he could dunk on you. I remember him hitting people with the in and out cross, yeah. like he could jump, like he was just a. Uh, I'm talking about Ray Allen with hair with the waves, the 360 joints <laughs> and the fade, right? Like Ray right. Allen could just go out there and ball, yeah. and I mean, I really, I loved Ray Allen. I just hated the fact that. He hit that really tough shot to beat Allen Iverson, in uh, the, the Hoyas in the Big East championship.
1: But I, I, I get it. I
0: yeah, get it. I love I loved Ray Allen, just his game, and you know him being a he got game. Like, just mm-hmm. a fantastic, fantastic player. Yeah. So you have these guys who are really revolution revolutionizing revolutionizing the game. I don't know how I kept uh, stumbling over that. But I would like. What do you think if you put some of those guys in the league right now? What do you think that they would
1: do? I mean, Ray Allen would definitely get his buckets with all the three, three pointers they shoot. Uh-huh. Iverson, obviously, someone that I think would just average, like, at least 40. Right. Wow, at least 40. Yeah, like, at least 40. Like, with, with the way Iverson... Like, I know he dropped, like, a couple 40 games in his rookie year. Yeah. That'd be, like... I mean, AI, like, in the league now, like, even just a couple years after he got drafted, I mean, jeez, I mean, he would get like forty a night for real. Yeah. I mean like that would just be, you know, average AI like that would just be an average night for AI. Right. Just dropping right. forty, really. Like you would just start to notice a trend, especially you put him on seventy sixers now. Yeah, oh God. Definitely make the it'd definitely make the East a lot more competitive.
0: What so hold on. AI on the seventy sixers now with the same team that they currently have? Yeah. Oh my God. That would or, be a or
1: nightmare. Maybe even switch out Simmons.
0: Yeah, I mean, but now you got me thinking: What if they kept Simmons?
1: Yeah, and put him at the forward. Or no, let let Simmons run the point and put AI at the two. Oh yeah, because he can't he can't handle the ball, so AI will just do that.
0: Yeah, I mean Simmons can handle it. He could initiate the offense, but let AI come up kind of what they're doing with Kyrie in Brooklyn right now, mm-hmm. right? Harden initiate. Harden runs the offense when he's in, mm-hmm. and then Kyrie comes off screens, flares, and downs, and all that stuff, right? Yeah, but I'm like Allen Iverson, twenty one year old, twenty twenty one year old Allen Iverson in the league right now playing for Philly.
1: Yeah, I mean, but here's the only problem. What's that? Then you got my Lakers with Kobe Bryant. Oh come on, man, come on. <laughs> because then you come got on. them.
0: Kobe and LeBron and AD.
1: I mean, Kobe would just average like thirty five, probably maybe maybe forty. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> tough because you got LeBron, AD. Right. And players like that. So, I don't I don't know, because then you got Schroeder at the one, Kobe two, then LeBron at the three, AD at the four, Jonah at the five. Yeah,
0: that's just, I don't even want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, and then you got someone like, um, who is it? Ray Allen. Yeah. You put them on the Bucks or the Celtics. Yeah, oh god. You put them on the yeah. Bucks or the Celtics. Especially the Bucks. Yeah, when oh, yeah, cuz they could use a shooter. Yeah, but like really Ray kidding. Allen
0: though. Wow. Yeah, that would be this this is an interesting
1: little mental exercise. Yeah, and then who else we got? Uh Steve Nash on the Suns with Chris Paul? Oof. With Chris like two of the guys who like really define point guys. Yeah, that would Ooh, that you got me
0: really thinking. We we almost should like map this out and do a whole episode on this.
1: Yeah, and then Ray, say Ray Allen. If you don't give them to the Celtics, you give them Anton Walker. Right, like a that's big, a good, they could use a big good too. Point. Yeah, and then the Pistons they get Ben Wallace, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, that's
0: not gonna work out great for them. Yeah,
1: it's not gonna work out great for them.
0: Sharif Abdul Rahim on the Grizzlies though, right. That would be tough, or Stephon yeah. Marbury on Minnesota. Oh my
1: gosh! Yeah, they they'd instantly like if they don't make the playoffs, they're right there. Yeah, oh no, nah. because Marbury. Point. See, Mar Marbury and AI would be like the same thing where they just the average forty.
0: Yeah, I mean Marbury was Westbrook and Derrick Rose before Westbrook and Derrick Rose. Or
1: was he like Westbrook and
0: like Curry? Uh, I mean that 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 I see what you're where you're going with that because. Marbury could shoot. Yeah. And he could shoot off the catch or off the dribble, and he shot, like, a legitimate jump shot. Yeah. Like, he was very bouncy. Very explosive, strong, big shoulders. Yeah. I mean, he was just Coney Island bulldog.
1: Yeah. I mean, if he was in the league now, I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, just it be an absolute nightmare. (laughs) It would be. It would really... A few
0: of these dudes would be... I mean, like, that whole draft... So, okay... I was going to save this until tomorrow, but right. we talked about earlier how 84, 96, and 2003 mm-hmm. are like the big three of draft classes, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's 12 years between 84 and 96, mm-hmm. seven years between 96 and 03, mm-hmm. but it's been 18 years since the 03 draft, right? Mm. We haven't seen a draft class, like, can't even come close to that, right? Nah come close to any one of those drafts, no, draft classes, right? No. Why I mean not even like in the same league. No. Why do you think that is?
1: Mm, I mean, to be honest, I feel like the the talent level like, mm. you know, just being more, you know, like more pla like more players had like talent back then. Like yeah. a lot of like a lot of talent and could just get buckets and you know, obviously players like Kobe mm-hmm. and iverson and ray allen just you know winning championships steve nash you know all Mm -hmm. them dudes you know just kind of changing the game i Mm -hmm. feel like there's a lot of players that don't really have that where they just change the game because i mean besides like like players like durant Mm -hmm. curry um harden players like that Maybe even Kyrie. Yeah. Like, have we had a player that really changed the game? You know, yeah. m- maybe, maybe someone like an Anthony Davis. Right. Like, maybe, but, like, I'm not sure if they really changed the game because it's just, you know, like, obviously Durant, obviously Curry. But right. But, like, I'm, a not, great point. I'm not really sure after that. That's a great oh, point. And, and Harden, obviously Harden because, you know. Maybe just like
0: the fouls or like the obscure way he plays. Why <laughs> right, not obscure? I, I, I mean, thought you were going to lo- say unorthodox. I you mean, said
1: obscure. I mean, it's a lot more different. Yeah?
0: Yeah, so. No, and that's a good point. You know what I, I'm going to say? Yeah. And if I gave the answer you just gave, people would say he's a boomer. I'm an old head. I'm, I'm not giving them credit for their talent and all that stuff, right? Mm. Part of what I'm going to say is guys don't play two, multiple sports anymore. Like for and that sound might sound crazy on the surface, right? But you think about it. Uh, you 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 talked about this before, right? And th- that really jumped out to me last night, right? Because mm-hmm. Kobe and uh, Nash both play soccer,
1: right?
0: Right. So there's a certain. Those are two of the most skilled players of all time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kyrie's one of the most skilled players of all time. Yeah. I don't. I haven't heard him him playing any other sports, but he's mm-hmm. one guy, right? These yeah. are two guys in the same draft, right? Mm-hmm. And then the number one pick, and the guy who drafted Iverson, the, the president at the time, I forget his name, Pat Croce or something like that. Yeah. Very energetic dude, was talking about this yeah. that Iverson mm-hmm. was so tough, pound for pound, because he's a football player. Yeah. Right? People say that Iverson was a better football player than a basketball player. Like, he's, uh, like, arguably the best uh, quarterback to ever play in the state of Virginia. That's what, what the word is, right? They say, Iverson, and you go back and you watch the film, this dude was a terror, right? Because he was so fast, he could throw the ball mile, and he just he was not big, but he was physical, right? Jeez, so,
1: I, that's really, like, crazy. That, yeah. that
0: is very crazy, right? Right. And so, you know, and I've told you stories about seeing Iverson play at the Kinder League and just being like, or even seeing him play at Georgetown— Mm-hmm. And me being a, a speedy point guard and seeing him and being like, that's different. Yeah. That's a whole different level. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he's just walking around dudes. Like, yeah. just blowing by major Division One point guards. Like, they're not even there. Yeah. You know, or even at the Kennedy Pros or even at Murray High School in D.C., seeing him just, like, dunk the ball crazy. And I'm like, he's not that much taller than me. Yeah. Now... Granted, his arms are crazy long, yeah. right? But this dude is just, I mean, my goodness. But I think that that, that kind of says something, man, where you got the guys who back in the day, they're playing these multiple sports, you know, Jordan also playing baseball, LeBron playing football, right? Yeah. And you letting people it, it's not just that it develops different skills, which it does, and it gives you a better understanding of how your body moves and all that, right? Mm. But it just lets people come to the game naturally. Yeah. It lets them settle on a sport naturally, right? Like Iverson got to a point said, I'm not going to the NFL. I'm not big enough and yeah. you know, basketball's gonna be a better ticket for me. Cool, I'm gonna just go this route. Or LeBron, same thing. Well, not LeBron because he's big enough to play in the NFL, right? But he's like, I really just love basketball tremendously. Like, this is the route that I'm going. And nowadays, it's like, you know, not to go on a whole diatribe, but we take kids and we say, you're good at this. You just do this all the time. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. And maybe, you know... The love doesn't develop all the way. Maybe they get burnt out a little bit, mm. right? Maybe they're a little bit distracted by Twitter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, I really think that all people, all kids should play multiple sports if they want to. Yeah. But I thought that that was an interesting little little dynamic there.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing I just realized. What's that? Uh, The boring Indiana Pacers, actually. Oh, my God. Could maybe get someone like Jermaine O'Neal.
0: Oh, if they had him now, oh, that'd be vicious.
1: Yeah, at least he'd bring a little bit of excitement. Right. I mean, cause <laughs> oh my God, you're such that, a hater. That place, I, I don't even know. And then uh, Nets, Nets, they could get Marbury, but um, I didn't I don't think I gave um, the Celtics Ray Allen. I think instead I gave him Antoine Walker. Right. So then they get someone like Carrie Kittles.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be tough. Carrie yeah. Kittles was a very good pro.
1: Yeah. Still right. still want to match the Lakers with LeBron, Kobe,
0: and ADN. No, nah, but I mean again, you're looking at I'm looking at each of these guys, right, in the lottery or the eleven that are that are pictured right here, right? Mm-hmm. They all were good pros. Yeah. John I can't is this guy's name John Henson? No. Or John, John Wallace, right?
1: Yeah, John Henson, he still plays. He does still play, right? Or no, he's I think he's probably just like out of the league. Yeah, he might be out of the
0: league. Yeah. But John Wallace, he's a good player. The mm-hmm. guy sitting down, that's Samaki Walker. I forgot about him. He was did He didn't have a great career, but he was he was solid, right? Right. Peja Stoyakovich, said, was in this draft. I didn't even know that. Oh, what? Right. Like, Pesha was, oh. Kind of crazy. Oh, okay. So then you this, give him to the Kings. Oh, my. Well, yeah. They could, def- they could use, a, like, two or three of these dudes.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> they could yeah, use they, two or three of these dudes. They dude. need help.
0: They need a lot of help. Lots. So, hey, real quick, before we get into bank robbers, Those Memphis jerseys were sick. And they were really different when they first came out. You're not feeling it? Or I guess that was Uh, Vancouver. They were Vancouver at the time. uh, With the big bear on the side of the shorts.
1: I mean, I never was really feeling them like that. Oh, my God. I I never was really a big fan of those Memphis jerseys. The same with the Timberwolves ones. Oh yeah, nah. And the Bucks
0: ones. Yeah, those are boring. But what about the Raptors joints? The Raptors and the Grizzlies came in as the two can- Canadian teams that had sick jerseys at that time.
1: I think the black ones were a lot better. Oh yeah, the black ones are iconic. Yeah, I think I think they're they're cool.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: I don't like the Nets jerseys so.
0: though. Uh, where are we look? Nah. Uh, nah. Kind of, kind of, just boring.
1: No, I don't really like any of the jerseys. Oh except, for, except for god!
0: Lakers. Oh <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I knew, yeah. you gonna, and that was Kobe with number eight. So tough. Tough. All right, hey. So you know what time it is? Our newest segment. It's not even that new anymore, but it's newer. So it's what do we usually do? Oh yeah, it's the woo 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 woo. <laughs> Cringe every time. Bank robbers.
1: Bank robbers. Bank
0: robbers. All right, so do you want to go first or do you want to, want me to go first?
1: You can go first this
0: time. Man, from my bank robber, you know we were watching that that Nets-Lakers game the other night, right? Right. On Saturday where the, the Lakers served the Nets, right? Yes. But I got to give the bank robber, and this is going to shock you, to Adam Silver, man. Adam Silver. Like, look, I just saw your face and you're like, why? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. look, you see I, where I'm about to go with this, right? Okay. Because... The game is close. I can't remember if it was the second or third quarter, right? Sixty-six,
1: sixty-two. 66 62,
0: I think. Right. And then Kyrie Irving and Dennis Schroeder get the jawn at each other, right? Yeah, not
1: even really Schroeder.
0: It it wasn't even really Schroeder. Like, Schroeder don't want problems with nobody. Yeah, Schroeder
1: was really, like, he was kind of talking, and then Kyrie came over to him. Right. But then it, but then it's like you know he wasn't really saying nothing. Like right. neither one of them was really doing anything. Like I think Schubert has his moment. Then Kyrie had his moment. Right. And then you just really just move on. And that's it. But what
0: happened instead? Both of them are get ejected. It's like come on, y'all. This is a prime time Saturday night game. Right. I want to see these two teams battle it out with as many players as possible. And the Nets already are missing James Harden. Yeah. The Lakers are missing Kuzma, LeBron, and AD. So it's like we're we're already missing four big players, right? Right. So why are you gonna kick out two more over them just jawing at each other? I'm like, yo, and everyone says the refs. The refs were no. I'm bringing this straight to Adam Silver.
1: Yeah,
0: Adam Silver, please, my God stop letting them kick players out off of dumb stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just really no other way to put it. I've seen much worse than this at middle school games. Yeah. You know, between two guys getting into it. Like you said, give them a tag, let them have a moment, and then move on. Yeah. That's it. These are grown men making millions of dollars. Right. These are not three-year-old children. They're yeah. going to get into it. There's a lot of egos, a lot of pride. They're working hard.
1: Especially with- someone like Kyrie. Yeah. Just let them go. I I don't even know if I'm giving them texts. Right? Nah, I'm not even giving them texts. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if it goes on for too long, then I'll give them a text. Maybe even eject them if it goes on for way too long, but it's like...
0: It's going to take a lot for me to eject either one of those dudes. Yeah, I mean... You know what I'm saying? Like, in a close game, they're battling... Let them battle it out, man. Yeah. I'm not trying to to get rid of two guys in the heat of battle like this. So, yeah. like I said, Adam Silver, please, 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 my guy, tell your refs to stop doing this dumb
1: stuff. Yeah, and it's like they both were almost had like 20. Schroeder had 19. Right. right. And then Kyrie had 18. Right.
0: Like they were going at it. Yeah. I like, want to see that.
1: Yeah, they was going at it. And then, you know, you kicked them out. And, you know, I give my Lakers credit. That was a good win. But also, at the same time, like you said, someone like KD, he needs someone like Kyrie. Right. Because Kyrie, you know, he just... KD's not vocal, like you said. Right. And, you know, Kyrie, he really is. Yeah.
0: He's the fire to KD's ice. Yeah. Kind of like Westbrook was.
1: Yeah. So, I think that... You know, when you when they kicked him out, then it was just all, you know, downhill from yeah, then.
0: it went really downhill. And yeah, that's and that's not to take anything away from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And the Nets, y'all still got to play. But yeah. I'm just saying, me as a fan, I'm looking like, are they really kicking these dudes
1: out? Yeah. Like,
0: is this really... This is ridiculous. I would be mad if this was like a high school game. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and then the Nets, um, they were a little off. I think KD was yeah. off. They were. Joe Harris was off. They Shane were. was off. Yeah. You know. Everyone was kind of off, and then the Lakers just played really well. I about to say the
0: Lakers played well. I give the Lakers all the credit in the world, yeah. and you can only play who's in front of you, yeah. right? And the Lakers again were down three great play- two great players, and one rotational player in Kuzma, right? Yeah. So it's like I'm not, I don't feel sorry for the Nets at all. I'm talking about me as a fan. Yeah. And- I'm talking about the fans. I don't want to see those dudes get
1: kicked out. Yeah, and you know, shout out to KD because he. Um, came out and it said, you know, Lakers, they champs, and they came out and just hit us in the mouth. That's it. Yeah. That's so, it. You know, he's like, you gotta respect it and stuff like that. So I mean, you know, shout out to him. They, you know, they took that L respectfully. Right. Yeah, and you know, I think that good sign for the Lakers. You know, maybe a little bit of work to do for the Nets. Yeah. But nah, you know, you know, he was also down, kind of, um, two men. So, yeah. Yeah, and and DeAndre Jordan too. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and that that was. That might have been the biggest reason besides Kyrie getting ejected while they lost. Because yeah. the man Drummond, he was, you know, just grabbing every rebound, you know, tipping yeah. the ball out to people and stuff. Yeah, he was working, working. Yeah.
0: All right, so who do you have for your bank robber?
1: For my bank robber, I've got, what's his name? Stan Van Gundy. Yeah. The coach for the Pelicans. Come the to the stage, my guy. I mean, like, they really got to find a new coach soon. Right. Like, right. they really got to. So,
0: oh, hold on. So, he, he just got to
1: get fired? Yeah. Oh, I, man. I, I mean, like, what do you really want me to say? I mean, like, Ingram, you know, is just kind of just scoring the ball. Right. You know, Lonzo, you know, I I get it. Him and Zion, you know, they're a pretty good duo. You know, he Zion Lonzo kind of compliments how Zion likes to play, mm-hmm. you know, move off ball. But it's just, it's not really doing too much. Right. And you got someone like uh Jackson Hayes, you know I th- I feel like he his game has not evolved in any way shape or form totally at, agree with that like at all. Uh, Josh Hart, I feel like he's a good player. Yeah, and, he's you know, been out. He's been out. He yeah, did. yeah, and I feel like, but even before that, he was just kind of like just doing whatever. Yeah, And you know Zion. It, I don't know. It it just kind of seems like Zion's doing. Zion and Ingram are kind of doing most of the work.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I can't, you, you bring up some great points, especially about Jackson Hayes and his lack of development. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if Van Gundy needs to be fired, and I almost gave David Griffin my bank robber, who is the GM of the Cavs, I mean, mm-hmm. of the Pelicans, um, because, yeah, he, he we gotta, like, they need to develop players more, but mm-hmm. also, they have an odd collection of players. Yeah. Like, each of them kind of has, like, a big hole in their game. So, like, Zion can't shoot or really go right more than two dribbles. Mm -hmm. And he's still young, right? Lonzo can't shoot off the dribble, Mm -hmm. and he's not aggressive. And then Ingram is just – he's not physical enough. Yeah. So, the reason why I say, you know, I said David Griffin because the roster. But then to your point about the coaching, like you said, lack of the skill development. But also, it's like, do we bench players anymore? Because the Pelicans, I stay seeing them miss rotations, mm. and I'm like, like, can
1: you get benched?
0: No yeah. one gets benched anymore, yeah.
1: right? Even like, like, even with you know Zion, you know him having a big frame and right. stuff like that, like he can't turn his hips right good, and you know he, that makes him miss rotations, just See. get blown by all the time, right? And you was the one to point it out, point it out to me that he's just an awful defender.
0: Yeah, he's not a very good defender, and he's not. He he scores a lot, and he's kind of like a force in yeah. the way that he scores and just bullies people. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't he doesn't average a lot of rebounds. Yeah. And J.J. Reddick actually said this before he got traded to the Mavs. He said Zion gets oh, everything. he got traded to the Mavs. Yeah.
1: I didn't know. Dang. Right. I mean, why? <laughs> he said why? Why?
0: What's wrong with that? That's a good fit. They could use another shooter. They got a bunch of them. Why did you trade Reddick, man? Well, I mean, he wasn't really doing anything with New Orleans. Their yeah. offense is kind of wonky,
1: right? That That's part. That's partially Stan Van Gunny's fault. It, it
0: is. It is totally. But J.J. Reddick said Zion gets all of his buckets just going left. But yeah. eventually, he's going to have to add some things to his game because people are going to figure that out.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I was thinking like people definitely are going to figure this out. Right. But it's like, bro, like, n- is no one going to step in front? Yeah. Like, right. I'm like, I'm like hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me you came into the game just thinking you were going to get away with just... I mean, like, I guess you kind of did, but, like, because, you know, you're, you're... Like, the Pelicans lose a lot of games. They do. But it's like, you're just going to let him go like, one way the whole game. Right. Like, what is the game plan? Right. Stuff like, like it, right. give him the honest treatment. Yeah. Just shut the Pelicans all the way down. Because right. I get it, Ingram's a good iso player, but right. it's like, you can still lock him down. He's not physical enough. Yeah.
0: Now, that, that's a great point. Yeah. But I will say, watching some more Pelicans games, Zion gets a lot of buckets, but he don't get, like, crazy amounts of buckets. He's yeah. not getting fifty, sixty points. He's getting in the twenties and thirties, right? Which is good. Yeah. But they, they all look so like kind of spectacular, like highlight worthy. Yeah. Because he's just moving people out the way. Yeah. For someone his size, he jumps at very awkward angles. Yeah. And we haven't really seen anyone finish like that, right? Yeah. But it's not like he's he's totally unstoppable. Nah. And some guys have started to wall up against him, and yeah. he'll miss shots. Or I forget who they were playing the other night. And uh, it might have been Brooklyn. It yeah. was Brooklyn. And so he got a shot blocked a couple of times because yeah. they're like, you know, we're seven feet down here. Yeah. You know, so you can be six six and be able to jump, but I'm seven feet and I know how to play angles. Yeah. And so I, I get what you're saying, but I think people are starting to figure it out a little bit, even though he's averaging like 25 points on like 60% shooting. But it's like, he's not going to get you the 45 that you need. And I know that might sound crazy because he's so young, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's a difference between getting buckets mm-hmm. and being truly unstoppable. Yeah, Zion gets buckets. Yeah. He's not unstoppable.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what they need to do. They need to get um, Stan Vigundi up out of there. Oh my and, god, you going to say it again. Yeah, and they need to get Sam Cassell. Oh man. For real is what Sam they need Buscell, to do. That's man. what they
0: need to do. Show my boy some love. Someone. Yeah.
1: Someone. Goodness well, gracious. Well, you
0: know, Mark Jackson does the, the telecast with uh, Jeff Van Gundy, Stan's brother. Mm-hmm. And I w- I was like almost positive. First, I was surprised they fired Alvin Gentry, right? Mm-hmm. But I was almost positive they were going to hire Mark Jackson. 'Cause I'm like, what he did with the Warriors and establishing a culture when those guys were young, I'm like, this would be a perfect
1: fit. I right. didn't see
0: the Stan Van Gundy hire coming. I didn't see that coming at all.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know what that was. But uh I'll tell you another thing they need to do. Was that? They need to trade Lonzo and um Bledsoe, they need to because Lonzo's contract is up. They need to they need to get rid of both of them dudes right. oh and and, and get Rondo, someone like a Rondo.
0: Yeah, well, Rondo's older though, and I know. mean
1: he Rondo's still gonna do what Rondo can do. I mean, you he know, he is. I mean, like that passing's never gonna go away. And yeah, it's like, no, I agree, and I love Rondo. Yeah, and it's like you're not running any plays for him to score.
0: Yeah, I, so. and that that makes sense, but Rondo's only going to contenders at this point in his career. You know, he signed with Atlanta, he's gonna kinda mentor Trey Young and then but he ended up with the Clippers. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, so I, I, I think
1: they need someone.
0: Yeah. No, I'm I agree. They need to their lineup is very their roster is very, uh, I don't wanna say disjointed, but yeah. it's very odd. It's an odd collection of players. Yeah. When you look at them and what they each bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. They're kinda like really good in just one thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? But you know, Ingram is – he can get get buckets, but he got to play the rest of the game. And I like Ingram. Yeah. He got to start doing other things to impact the game. Got to stop yeah. missing rotations. Got to start taking a little more pride on defense, those type of things.
1: Yeah. And uh, Zion and Steven Adams, I don't know how that's not just like an absolute nightmare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I with mean, that like, strength.
1: I mean, like, seriously. Because it's like Adams, I haven't really seen him doing much this season. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm like, yo, that. How are y'all not making, you know, the other team just, like, totally, like, fold in some yeah. games? Like, th- that, that's what y'all should really be doing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think they really have an identity either. They're Damn. just going out there to play. And then, you know, Steven Adams, he had Westbrook before. He had Chris Paul before, guys who were really setting him up. He don't mm-hmm. really have that because Lonzo's a great passer. But he just, to me, it looks like he just checks out of games sometimes. Like, he's... They have Lon- uh Zion bring the ball up the court, and Lonzo look like he don't even want it. I'm like, man, I don't care if the coach is telling me to have Zion initiate the offense. If I get the outlet, I'm going to bring it up. If I'm a point guard, yeah. I'm not going to th- like turn and immediately throw it across court. And I've seen Lonzo do that on multiple occasions. Yeah. So it's, it's very odd. Um, I can't disagree with you about Stan Van Gundy being bank robbers. And that is a perfect way to segue into our final segment, which is... This is on the laptop. Yeah or? Nah. <laughs> all right. So, the first question I think this might be one of my best year and nah all questions. Mm. Steve Nash, out of that 1996 draft class, had the most MVPs, regular season MVPs, with two. Yeah or nah, Steve Nash had a better career than Allen Iverson? Hmm. Yes, that means it's a good question.
1: um, a better career than him. I mean, I'd say AI is more iconic i I'd say he probably is i'm I'm gonna say yeah because if you if you look at it, Steve Nash kind of his whole career until he went with to the Lakers right you know he like he was usually successful right like the teams were usually successful two time mvp i think ai had like one yep yeah so i think that i think i'm going to give the edge to steve nash wow. and it's like plus ai he was on the wow. sixers but then it's like you know he started moving around with teams yeah and then that's you know that just the them teams weren't really that good oh man
0: so first of all i'm going to say ai of course cuz i'm always going to say ai Right? I'm totally biased, and I don't care about this. Second of all, does anyone want a 14-year-old? Does anyone... Because this boy sold my man AI out right now. But I appreciate the fact that you got your own opinion, son. All right, so that's number one. Question number two. Yeah or nah, number 24 Kobe was better than number 8 Kobe. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think he was, because, I mean... I think number eight number eight Kobe, I think, won more championships. But right. then n- number like 24 Kobe just did it more, like, just got the mud and right. did it himself. Right, right. I
0: like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, so I think that number 24 Kobe is just, you know, that's when people started to really, really, like, love Kobe. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to also say yeah, because I like what you said. He got out the mud and he was just a more complete player and mm-hmm. just, like... Yeah, I mean, this, this guy is just a warrior watching him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Broken fingers, torn lay He's playing through all that stuff, torn Achilles. I just, I love watching him. I love number eight and number 24, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to say number 24 is better than number eight. Right. All right, and then, so, for the last year or not, nah, the other night, Jason Tatum had, I think it was a season
1: high, 53? Yeah. 53 points. Who was that against? Uh... Oh, oh, it was Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, and then he had 28 the other night. Lord
0: have mercy. So, but the Celtics are currently one game above 500, maybe two games above 500, in the seventh seed in the East. Yeah or nah, the Celtics can still make some noise in the playoffs.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm going to say yeah. Because I think what I've seen, not from the 53-point game, Uh you know, a little like then, because it's like, you know, Tatum, I feel like. I mean, like, I didn't really watch too much of that game. Right. But from that Denver Nuggets game, I saw the team really win some stuff that I like. And I saw the Celtics yeah. not shooting that many threes. Right. And, you know, that's how they went on that 40-8 to eight run. Yeah, that was crazy. And stuff like that. They kind of switched it up. Right. Because Nuggets were up by as much as, like, 14. Right. And then, you know, maybe they let the game slip because, you know, they went on a crazy drought. Yeah, they did. Scoring. But, you know, Celtics... Credits to them because they played defense well. Yeah. They played de- um, defense really good. They played both sides of the ball really good. Right. And, you know, they stopped settling for so many just three-pointers or jacking them up. I agree. I In fact, I, I don't know if i see seen more than, like, five threes yeah. in, like, that last, like, half of the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good point. And you were saying it during the game. You're like, I like the way they're attacking the basket. Yeah. With that said, I'm still going to say nah. Nah. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's a certain leadership that's missing there. And yeah. I feel like once they get, like, really tested like that, yeah. they got to prove to me that they can step up. Well, yeah. not prove to me because, you know, who am I? But I would like to see them step up and overcome, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah they just, they, I, I have to see it. So when you're playing against a Brooklyn, right, because that's who they might match up with in the first round, or yeah. a Milwaukee or a Philly, those teams are really good. Yeah. and that they're not Denver I'm sorry they just are underachieving this year right yeah. Um. you're not going on a 40 to 8 run against any of those three teams I just mentioned so yeah. I'm going to say not even though I like Tatum and I was questioning if he had peaked last month Um. so that 53 he was like yeah let me let me remind y'all real quick
1: yeah Um. if they're matching against Milwaukee I think they can do something in like first second round whatever but right. yeah I mean all I can really say
0: yeah all right, well, that concludes our final segment. With that, our latest podcast. Why don't you go ahead and take us home?
1: All right, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Life with Sean Sean podcast, episode 14, Ready or Not. Part one. Part one. I think we'll be doing like three parts.
0: Well, definitely two. We might do a third one when we compare draft classes.
1: All right. Okay, so we we got to hurry up and end this So. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you go over to our podcast, rate us five stars as always, write us a comment, let us know what you think about the podcast, what you think we can do better, what you think we're already doing good, any suggestions for, you know, segments or future topics or even whole episodes. And we're on all podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And from our family to yours, peace. peace.